You're listening to Heating Up the UK, a Miami Heat UK-based podcast, bringing you the best heat media guests every single week. Here's your host, Dan Healy, brought to you by at the Miami Heat UK social media network. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to episode 63 of Heating Up the UK. A Miami Heat UK-based podcast. I am your host, Dan Healy. Before we come on to today's episode, as always, please check out the YouTube channel, Miami Heat UK TV. We are working hard trying to get this thing off the ground. We will uh, have our game day from the UK live pre-game streaming show back next week. We've been running hard with that every game, but we're just taking a quick breather this week. Um, a bit of load management going on, but also we've had some real life stuff getting in the way. We've had guys that are moving house. We've had guys that are at uni. We have had guys that have just got loads of work on. So we've said, okay, let's put the brakes on this week, but we will be back next week. Do not fail that. So please come check that out. Lots of other stuff going on there as well we've got the view from the other lot next week coming back we've got new show quizzical nonsense coming which is going to be a lot of fun so the youtube channel miami heat uk tv is where you want to be so please hit that subscribe button on to today's episode and i'm delighted to be joined by a very prominent member of heat twitter some may know you uh, know him as joseph some may know him just as clutch but you will all know him as miami clutch pe clutch how are you sir i'm good man thank you thank you for having me not at all, not at all. Very pleased to have you on. Um, how's things over your side of the pond? All nice and sunny and warm or not so much? I mean, the weather is, it's Miami. The weather comes and goes. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's raining, sometimes it's good and rains at the same time. Well, let me tell you, um, I've only been to Miami once ever, um, and that was three years ago this week. And Facebook does that annoying thing where it pops up with all the memories of uh, of what you did this time last year, this time X amount of years ago. So, of course, it's been flooding my timeline this year with all the wonderful things that I did in Miami three years ago, where it was scorching hot in the middle of November. And this morning, I got up, got into my car to go to work, and I had to scrape my windscreen with ice. So I don't have much sympathy for when it's, oh, yeah, it's a little bit rainy and so on, because uh, it's a bit <laughs> grim over here. <laughs> yeah, I got you. <laughs> yeah, I, that's it. That's it. Thanks for that. Um, Clutch, it's good to have you on. Um, we're going to start, we're going to do a bit of a summary of what we've seen over the last week or so, wrap up the sort of West Coast stuff. Um, but we'll start with the more recent times, which was last night's game which had some good stuff and some bad stuff but the important thing is is we got through the game against New Orleans with another W after a free game skid the Heat have now on a free game winning streak um, this was very much Jimmy Butler's game but before we start with Jimmy I want to start with Tyler Harrow because you know this is somebody who had a real stinker of a first quarter stinker of a first half really but what oh. struck me what I loved about this game and what I loved about Tyler is this time last year, Tyler would have done this sort of first half, this sort of first quarter, scoreless, you know, not hitting his shots. And we would have just seen that Tyler wouldn't have made much of an impact. This year, it's completely different, isn't it? You know, even when he went scoreless for a long time, wasn't hitting those shots, you knew that Tyler Hero, the Tyler Hero we've seen this season, you knew he was going to still have an impact on this game. And he ended up with 19 points, a big part of last night's W. But this third year ascendancy is there to see, isn't it? He's been incredible. Man, like he yesterday specifically, he struggled, struggled really bad. Back to back turnovers, kept getting stripped. And then, you know, when I noticed that he he was going to be all right, that little close up on the bench, right? Kyle Lowry and bam, right next to him. Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry all over his ear, telling him 
what he needs to see, what he needs to do. And he said it after the game. He said Kyle was a big part of this. And that's when I knew he was going to be just fine. Like, he's been great. And I love it. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point to highlight, actually, because I forgot all about that until you just mentioned it. And, it, it, you know, since, you know, Kyle's come in, you know, this is not just the, this is one of the reasons why he was brought in. It wasn't just because he's he's a perfect fit for Miami and what we needed and that culture uh, that is sort of, you know, oozes. But for this exact reason, he's a veteran presence who will do no nothing but wonders for a guy like Tyler Harrow. So that was a really good point. And yeah, you're right. You know, you could see him in his ear. You could see Tyler listening, nodding along, saying, yeah, OK. And then as you say, from there on, he bowled out and he was a big part of that win. So that's a really good point to bring up. Um as I said at the start, this was Jimmy Butler's game. A triple-double, 31 points. He slowed the game down last night when it needed to be slowed down because, well, that first quarter was um, was terrible, terrible, especially on the defensive end. And oh. Jimmy got to grips with that game. And this is someone who's just come back from pretty much all by a few minutes, really, pretty much four games out. Um, let me ask you, there's, game, there's guys around the league who are undoubtedly sort of more talented. Jimmy will tell you that, you know. But is there anybody that is more important to their team than Jimmy Butler is to the Miami Heat? Not at all. Not at all. And you, to your point yesterday, Jimmy didn't look like he missed a single game. He looked like he picked it up right there. Triple-double, 31 points. There, There's a lot more talented players in the league. I'll agree to that. But, man, I don't think there's anybody tougher than Jimmy. I don't think there's a better leader than Jimmy. And like you said, I don't think there's a more valuable player to their team than Jimmy. Yeah, definitely. I think that's uh, it's just there to see. It's it's just it's so important. I and mean, he's been, you know, when the reputation of his toxic teammate. I mean, you look at how he's been, you know, it's been so comical the last 24 hours or so with him. You know, the stuff he's been doing on Instagram with, uh, you know, calling out Kyle for uh, turning the ball over and uh, Max Struess for airballing the free. Oh, yeah, that and was even, great. <laughs> and even last night with with Bam and, and Kyle saying, you know, give these guys some pom-poms. You can see the, <laughs> the chemistry is there. He's loving every minute in Miami. So with that said, you know, people all, will always sort of mark Jimmy somewhere around that 10 to 15 mark in the league in terms of um, sort of maybe an all-around ability. But are we talking about, superstar status for Jimmy Butler. I know that he's got this, as I said, he's got this huge importance to the heat. Do we, is it, is it right to put him in that class as a superstar? I think so. I think every team that Jimmy's been on, he's made better. Yeah. If you look at Minnesota, look what was going on right now with Minnesota. Lack of effort. Everybody looks sluggish. The stuff that Jimmy is completely against. And you kind of look at the whole situation going on over there, and you're like, maybe Jimmy was right. And then you look at Philadelphia. Yeah. They were what one bounce away from the Eastern Conference Finals. And that year, they were probably a title favorite if they get past that. Mm. They've, he's made the Bulls better. And now he's showing that he's made Miami so much better. In his first year, he, get, he got the Miami Heat to the, to the NBA Finals. Yeah, as I said, it's, it's just, I think everybody, when he first came over, sort, sort of thought that, you know, Jimmy, this was the first step to being a better team. Like, you know, the, the, but I think everybody sort of thought that maybe he was, he was the perfect guy to now get you the next guy. But he's become the guy, hasn't he? He is the franchise. He is, uh, he is the leader. He's the heartbeat of his team. So um, it's just been incredible. And, and as I said, to, to, to come back, as you quite rightly say, with four games sitting out and just looked like he'd never left. Um, 
you know, he was fresh. He was ready to go. And and we don't get that win without him on the court because, as I said, it started ugly and Jimmy put that right. So it was his influence on the game that uh, that saw that W come against, albeit a pretty bad New Orleans team. But a win is a win. Um, one of the other things I wanted to highlight is my main concern, and I've highlighted this on, on the pod and on the live streams, um, but I keep being proven wrong here, is my main concern about this team was maybe going into the season here that we didn't have enough bench depth and wow, the bench has won us at least two of the of the last three games. Um, Caleb Martin, Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, even though he can't score, God damn it, but he can defend, he's a hustler. Um, this team is in pretty good hands with the bench, isn't it? It's in absolutely very good hands. Before before Tyler was forced into the starting into the starting role, the the NBA had the Heat had the best bench in the NBA. And they obviously took a big hit in scoring because their biggest score just went to the starting lineup, but they've been awesome. And Tyler leading him off the bench when everybody's healthy is going to be great. You have guys, you mentioned Max Strews. He's been playing much, much better than I thought you would. He surprised me. He can knock down shots. He can play defense and he can drive to the rim, which is very underrated aspect of his game. And the most, the guy I've been most impressed with, I love him so much. Uh, Caleb Martin, yeah. we got him for a steal for a two-way deal. Like I need him signed for the rest of the for the rest of the year somehow because he's a very valuable player to this Miami Heat team. He has everything we look for. He has that toughness. He's not scared. He plays good D. He's all over the place. It's it's really it's a really awesome like it's a fun bench to have. Yeah, it's it is it's a, it's a good way to summarize it. Summarize it is a fun bench to have, and they're all guys that, as I say, down there eighth, ninth, tenth man coming in and, and still making an impact. And Caleb Martin has been probably the biggest highlight of that because he's in his prime. He's 26 years old. And as you say, we picked him up on a two-way, which seems incredible. And I put a tweet out today about um, he seems like the more polished, more rounded version of Derek Jones Jr. The difference is, is one's being paid just short of 10 million and one's being paid peanuts. Um, it's just incredible value, albeit Derek Jones maybe have sort of maybe quite evidently more upside defensively, but I know who I'm taking out of those two at the moment for that contract. What about you? I'm, t- I'm taking, this might be like I'm a prisoner of the moment kind of thing, yeah, but I'm taking, I get that, yeah. <laughs> I'm taking Caleb Martin just because he just seems to fit the heat mentality a lot better. He seems just because of the toughness. I think Derek Jones Jr. was a great player, mm. great athleticism, could play, could play amazing defense and spot minutes. But I think just Caleb Martin is tougher. And toughness is what's going to get you minutes on this Miami Heat team. Yeah, that's it. Absolutely. And there's absolutely no slander here for, for, for me from Derek Jones because I loved having him. I loved his time here. Um, you know, he gave us a lot of exciting moments. He, he calls an absolute frenzy on, uh, on Twitter with his, with his win on the dunk contest. So we're always here for the culture with, uh, with Derek Jones. But yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Caleb Martin on that contract, I don't think there's much better value for money. And if we can get that locked up, this guy's got many years, many years ahead of him, and he can really produce some productive minutes off the bench. Another guy that you uh, you touched on very quickly there, Max Struess, and you said the same sort of sort of things there that was going through my mind. People just had him as you know the next Duncan Robinson, and the fact that he's just shooter, and yeah, he is. He's a sniper. We know that. But you quite rightly put there, he's got a lot more to his game, hasn't he? A lot more drives to the basket, plays defense. I I just love that I've been proven wrong about him because last year I was not a fan of Max Struess. I just said they're trying to make him this carbon copy of Duncan. This I called him Walmart Duncan Robinson. <laughs> and boy, was I wrong because he does so many good things on the court. 
I don't think he's as good of a shooter as Duncan is. I know right now some people might say differently because of the slump, but a slump is a slump. Um, but he does a lot of other things that are really good. Not quite the shooter Duncan is, but he he's just an amazing asset to have on this bench. Yeah, totally. And another man off the bench, um, quite incredibly, is, of course, you, Donis Haslam. Um, what a night last night for him. What a night. Uh, you know, it's coming to the point now. I think I can't remember exactly the minutes that he logged up, but two points, one for one um, off the uh, field goal percentage is um, he drew a charge, a big block, uh, an assist. Um, you know, th- this was somebody who didn't play at all last year, which seems a little bit head scratching now because he can still produce. Even at 41 years old, he can still give you productivity. Um, we're going to start, we, we've got to start seeing a bit more of him now. And th- th- maybe that's at um, KZ Okpala's detriment, which is sad. Um, but KZ's had his chances. And at the moment, he's now falling below Udonis Haslam, which is a bit alarming for his NBA career. But what did you make first and foremost of that performance, that cameo role from UD? It was up there with one of the uh, the seasonal highlights, surely. It was fantastic. Loved like it. every time you, you see UD minutes, you know it's good because... And you can't, the, 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 the funny part about this is when he drew that charge and they called a block, I knew 1000% from the start that Spo was going to challenge it just because it's Udonis Haslam. Spo, we know he's not great with challenges. Yeah. He, the, he chooses not to challenge. He challenges in bad situations, whatever. But here he was going to challenge it. He was going to get that charge for Udonis. He was great. And the most impressive part, that athleticism is still somewhat there. He mm. met, I forgot who it was met him at the summit and got a block shot. So I think UD has been, (laughs) I mean, I don't see why he doesn't play a little bit more. He's a better option. I don't mean to, I don't want to slander KZ too much, even though people know how I feel about KZ. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, if you get benched for Udonis Haslam, you're probably on a bad, on a bad road right now. And UD is just producing more energy more toughness. I keep going back to the toughness because that's so important to this team, I think. Mm-hmm. And just, he's just more, and having the leadership on the court, on the court, as well as off the court, is just great to have. Yeah, I think that the, that, that's the thing that sort of struck me is we've got, I think we, we sort of just expected UD to just be part of what we've seen over the last two, two uh, years, um, which is just really an advisory role, almost like a, a coach on the bench. But you know, Deadman's been fantastic uh, in Bam's absence, coming in when Bam is resting. Yurtsevan is struggling, um, even though we all love him. We fell in love with him very quickly. There's a whole lot of difference between sort of G League and Summer League stuff and coming up against NBA players. Um, so he's struggling a little bit at the moment. And UD coming in and giving you that four, five, six minutes could be really useful this season. So I expect us to see quite a lot more of UD and that's always a wonderful thing so uh good stuff I was really pleased uh, with that the, anytime we see UD minutes is, is good minutes so um yeah good stuff UD you did it um back to a little bit more now a bit further back about the uh, west coast trip that we have just completed two and three in the end and even though I think on all our streams etc we was talking about you know a positive run a three and two would be good even a four and one was achievable obviously it didn't amount to that for obvious reasons we got beaten up quite hard on that um, trip obviously the opening game against Nuggets with everything that happened there with Jokic slash Morris um, we'll come on to that in a second um, Jimmy missing time Kyle missing time I think even Bam missing time so in the end 
despite those three games that we had in a row, to come with a win against the Jazz and then taking care of business against OKC. I suppose you've got to look at that as a relatively successful West Coast trip, haven't you? I think it's very successful. Uh, I mean, you look at the record two and threes. I mean, it's not the best, but you got to see Tyler, who had the best stretch of his career from in those games. And that's something that you you need your young superstar, your young star, I don't know what you call him right now, to have going forward. He, he sees himself, okay, I just put four straight games having 20-plus. The last game I had 19. So I think it's very important for a guy like Tyler to have that. I think it was a very productive trip. We got to see the Heat being able to handle themselves without Jimmy Butler. So fans don't have to be absolutely terrified when he misses the game like we did last year. Like Kyle and Bam did a very good job against Utah. So I think there's a lot of positives to take off from the trip. Obviously, we want the record to be a little bit better from that trip, but there was just so so much so much good that we can't overlook. Yeah, that's it. I think that um, you know, the, after the three games there, I mean, the, the the Lakers and Clippers games were both frustrating. Look, losing to the Nuggets is never a uh, you know that's always a loss in my book because we've got a terrible record there. There are bloody good team at home anyway so that's no disgrace but the Lakers and Clippers games were frustrating because I felt like definitely the Lakers game was there but perhaps two of them both of those games there were there for the taking and I felt like it was more that we lost those games rather than that they beat us so it was great to bounce back and get that win against a very good Utah team uh, before as I said coming on and taking care of business there against the Thunder so um, just jumping back towards Tyler quickly because you mentioned him there um Obviously, as I said, the ascendancy is there to see. We're seeing somebody that's worked hard in the offseason where there was a lot of noise um, about maybe the fact that he'd be traded. He's got his head down, he's worked hard, he's got in the gym and he's balling out to the best that we've seen him certainly maybe since that bubble run. Um, with that said then, um, he's heavily now heads fa- uh, hot favourite for sixth man of the year. And even though he has been starting the last few games, as long as I think he takes more games off the bench, he's, um, he's still very much valid for that. Um, he's third in the running for most improved behind Jarma Rant and um, uh, somebody else, which escapes my mind. Um, but could we, could we see an all-star appearance if this carries on? It's time to have that conversation. Yeah, I really think it's time. He's been consistently good. He's had a bad game, but then he follows that up with two, three, four good games. That's what an all-star is, a consistently good player. Last year, the year before that, Tyler has shown to be a good player, but kind of inconsistent. The consistency is coming this year. Having so many games in a row where he's been putting up 20, 20, 25, 29, coming off the bench. I just saw a stat the other day that surprised, that really caught me off guard. He was the, I don't know if that's true anymore, but he was the number three fourth quarter scorer in the entire NBA. So it's definitely time to have that conversation. I think he can sneak into the All-Star game this year. I really do. Yeah, this is it. I think that, I know this is very early stages. We're we're 15 games in. Um, But, you know, the the, the noise is there. The people is taking notice. I think that his comparison out of college was that he always sort of looked up to that Devin Booker sort of uh, role and he feels like that's the sort of level that he could achieve well at the moment he's achieving it he's matching Devin Booker statistically um, round for round so um, yeah let's see what happens if he carries on in this sort of trajectory Miami Heat could have four all-stars 
in on the roster this year, and that seems crazy. It's crazy to think albeit, about. Albeit very early stages, we know this, but. Yeah, as you say, the, the, the league are taking notice. Um, before we leave the West Coast, obviously, I, d- I don't want to go into this too much because the last episode was completely dedicated to this. We were very much went on a Nikola Jokic rant. But Marcus Markeith Mar- Morris is again out tonight. That will be his sixth game that he's lost. It will probably mean that he may miss the return game as well. Um, we don't really know. There's no timetable at the moment for him to be back. Whiplash is a... It's a pretty serious thing, as I said when, this, when I was ranting about it on the last episode. Whiplash is the sort of thing you get when you're in car crashes. So that shows you the force that this guy was hit. Just sum up how ridiculous a one-game suspension is for Nikola Jokic, given the fact that Markeith uh, is missing game after game. And do you think where a lot of people are saying, well, you know, he, he played with fire, you got to expect to get burnt, he deserved it, rah, rah, rah. How many times, you know, if, if we're still looking at Markeith Morris out this time last like next month, are, there, are, are, are NBA Twitter or anybody going to start to take notice and go, mm, perhaps he didn't deserve this? Man, the whole you just brought up the whole Nugget situation. I'm just getting flashbacks from that night from how I went crazy on Twitter about it. I think you, if you have a problem with a, a very strong take file that was taken because if you've noticed – Bam got hit in the head on a no call right before that. So if you get hit on a take foul like that, very hard, and you have a problem with it, that's fine. You can go up to him, have your whole spat, do it face-to-face. Don't hit him in the spine. Now, like you said, he's out six games now. And the MVP of the league that they have to protect oh so much only was out for one game. That's just not fair. Somebody needs to be punished more for for a hit for a hit to the spine you're right you get whiplash for for car accidents and he got hit by a really big serbian truck right there yeah that's it exactly i think that it's just the the nba adam silver etc the commissioners they must all just be a little bit cringing at this now because every game that markeith is out makes them look really bad and their decisions even worse and i think a one game it's an awful look for the league yeah it's awful and, and you're right to bring up, it is a protection of the uh, of the MVP because Jokic has got, you know, we, we, again, we went into this last time, but he's had these little flashes of these little anger, issue, anger issues. But, you know, on the on the whole, he seems like a good guy, a likeable guy. And, he, you know, but this has not done his reputation very well, I don't think. And this is why I continue to get in arguments into it because people are looking at the recipient of who it was, the, the, the player, exactly the same as if it was his brother, exactly the same as if it was Pat Bev. They're looking at the person that is perhaps not the most popular in the league. Whereas if this had been done to one of the media darlings, you know, if this had been, you know, done to a Luka Doncic, or not that that would happen, right. obviously, but or a Jarmoran or someone like that, then there would be a lot more uproar. Uh, and right. I think that's a bit shameful. And one game, one game ban, while this guy's still yep. balling out, hitting triple doubles and leading the Nuggets to wins. Uh, whilst his victim, if you like, is uh, is still laid up, um, stinks. I'll be honest, that's uh, it doesn't yep, sit down it, well. I, I mean, I want to add, if Markeith Morris did that to Jokic, he'd be out for half a season. 100%. It's just, if not the whole season, yep. because that's just the, the dirty shot. Yeah, 100% agree. Okay, we will leave it there. I said I wasn't going to bring up Jokic anymore, but it still incenses <laughs> me, so I had to. Um, quickly, one of one or two other quick things. Um, we obviously have still got, an all-star caliber player to come back in Victor Oladipo. And that could be crucial because the one thing that 
as much as Gabe Vincent, I love his hustle. I love his defense. I love how quickly he moves around the court, etc. Again, he's got culture stamps on him. But what we actually need Gabe Vincent for is to get some damn points, and he can't score. He cannot score to save his life. Um, this is our backup point guard, and that's a little bit worrying. We're having to sort of shift Tyler maybe into that role occasionally, which he's not perhaps suited for. Um, Victor Oladipo looks like that could be the answer because he can offer a bit on the offensive end as an offensive punch, but also defensively, as we know. Um, once he comes back, do you see that that being his role? Do you think that it will come in on Cole's minutes where he's resting? I think Victor is just going to add to this incredible run that we're having. I think we're, t- we're 10 and 5 right now without Victor. Mm. And just imagine getting a, I mean, just a couple of years ago, he was an all-star. He was a great player. I think he's going to start with that bench role. He's going to fit seamless, in my opinion, right next to, to Tyler. Because right now, if you look at a very healthy, a healthy rotation right now without Victor, the backup point guard is Jimmy Butler because yeah. he stays a little bit longer than everybody else just to get the bench going. And he stays with Tyler. And then right as soon as Jimmy comes out, uh, Kyle Lowry comes back in. So you don't see a lot of points either. But now with the injuries, you're getting Gabe Vincent, who, as you've mentioned, can't really put the ball in the basket as much as we want him to. So I think Victor's just going to fill that role. Incredibly, he's going to be able to give guys like Kyle Lowry and Jimmy Butler a little bit less minutes so they can be there when it matters most. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really exciting. And, um, you know, if we can get this team at full health around playoffs, I, I've, I've said it before, and I'll say it again, I don't see any team, any team over a seven-game series having enough to take on this tough team. I think it's really exciting. If we can get Victor back, even at 70% of his former self, that is crucial, crucial. So uh, with that being said, final question before we get on to just a couple of predictions here. Um, the Heat are currently sitting sixth favourites for the championship. And I know, I know this is very early stages and I'm trying not to get carried away. But the Heat currently sit at 14 to 1. Um, I agree with perhaps all of the teams that are rated above us at the moment, apart from one. And that team is a team that are quite highly, I think they're second favourites, which is the LA Lakers at five to one. I think that's wild. Five to one. I know they've been without LeBron James for a long time, last couple of weeks, two, three weeks. And I know they've been up and down. But that roster, perhaps it is built for the playoffs, but that doesn't, that doesn't scare me. That doesn't, I mean, five to one, almost three times more likely to win than the Heat. What do you think of that? Yeah, it's it's crazy to me. I it, I think it's pretty obvious that we're talking that they're the second favorite because of the LeBron James factor. Mm. And that's about it. I think they're a very old team that aren't very durable. Uh, I do think they had a very nice pickup with Carmelo. Carmelo yeah. has been great. I yeah. think he's been awesome for the Lakers. But just there's so many older guys on that team. Mm. And I don't even think injuries and durability is their biggest issue. I think their biggest issue is so many egos on that team. Mm. Because you have Rajon Rondo, who's done so much in the league, so many assists. You've been a great player. You have Dwight Howard, three-time defensive player of the year. Big and... You can, the list keeps going on and on with these guys. So, like, they all have big heads, and they, ha- they have to somehow coexist. And then you got Russell Westbrook, who isn't hasn't really won much in his life and needs and really hasn't shown that he can play with LeBron so far. 
So it's just a really, really odd thing to see them being second favorite mm. for a title. I think they should be in the conversation because they're the Lakers and they're, yeah. it's LeBron. But second is a little bit too high for me. Yeah, this, this is it. And I think, look, you know, any team that's got LeBron James in, even now, is still going to be a threat, is still going to be a, a challenger. And I'm not disagreeing with that. But they better hope he stays healthy because I don't see AD as that number one guy. And as you as you quite rightly say, it's, it's, it's just an Asian team and they've got enough going on there, but not enough to, in my sense, to make them three times more likely to win, maybe according to the odds than the Miami Heat, but perhaps I'm biased. I just wanted to bring that up. So we'll see what happens. The Heat will continue to roll, hopefully, and uh, the league will continue to take notice and we'll see these odds tumble down, I'm sure. Let's get on to predictions quickly then, Clutch, because um, we've got back-to-back now against the Washington Wizards, who currently sit at the number one seed. That could change tonight with a W. The Heat will overtake them on record and go to the number one slot with all the other games that are going on at the moment, tonight's games. Um I've been massively impressed with them. I didn't see this coming. Hats off to them. Well done. Kudos to the Wizards. Um, but what are we thinking here? 1-1 split, happy with? Take that? Or are we going for both? I want to go for both. I, I yeah. love going for the kill. But, I mean, I just saw the report today that uh, they have a bunch of people out today. Mm. So, yeah, they're going to be missing Spencer Dinwiddie and and a lot more. And a few more players. Davis Bertans isn't going to play. So I think this is a, a must win for Miami. Uh, I, the last time I checked, Kyle Lowry and Bam are going to play. Okay. Tyler might be questionable. So that's something to look at. But I think we have more than enough to take care of a, of a wounded Wizards team today. And hopefully our team just gets back into cohesion with our starters coming back and the rotation coming back to where it was in the beginning of the season when we play them the second time around in a few days and hopefully beat them and take them take the 2-0 win against them. Yeah, this is the one I think we've got to win, as you say. We're at home tonight. Both teams are on a back-to-back, so both teams played last night. Yeah, this is, as you rightly say, yeah, this is the one you pr- we really have to take because they are a bit beaten up. I think that we will probably see Tyler sit tonight um, and be rested for the next one, especially if we are cleared with uh, with Bam and Kyle, as we are expected, as I think is expected to happen. Again, we see Jimmy calling them out in his press conference last night after yes. the game. You guys have got to come yeah. to work. So um, yeah, I think I think uh, uh, if they're in, there's enough to beat this um, this maybe slightly depleted team with Hero resting. So that's perhaps what I expect to happen. So with you, I'm going for a two and zero, um, and yeah, we're get, we're going to get some momentum rolling now because after that. Um, maybe a couple of very winnable games before then we have uh, uh, the balls and then, of course, that grudge rematch against the Nuggets coming up. So we could see a bit of a heat run. Let's hope we get that. Um, brilliant, brilliant talking to you. Half an hour just flies by when you're having fun. Great to talk to you. Clutch, where can everybody find you, buddy? Uh, you guys can find me at Miami Clutch P on Twitter and on Instagram. So give me a follow there. I usually try to follow back as many defense as I can. So I'm, I'm there. You can find me. Yeah, 100%. A great follow, a great member of Heat Twitter. Um, we'll do this again sometime, definitely. Um, really good to talk to you. As always, guys, um, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow the website and book that, bookmark that as well. That's MiamiHeatUK.com. And if you're listening on, we're available on all podcast platforms. But if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, just do us a little favour and hit a little review or like button on there. That'll help us out a lot. Until next time, guys, let's hope we get... Stack up a couple more wins. We're on a three-game win streak. Let's hope by the next time we speak, we've extended that to maybe six or seven games. We'll be back next week. But that is episode 63 of Heating Up the UK in the books. We'll see you next time. Take it easy, guys. 
You've been listening to Heating Up the UK. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts to ensure you never miss a show. Also, go give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by finding our page at the Miami Heat UK. And subscribe to our YouTube channel, Miami Heat UK TV, for our latest shows and fun content. That's your Miami Heat from across the pond. Covered. Thanks for listening.